Okay, so we're going to try to do a little bit of an introduction to studying Talmud. Um, so step number one is to understand the structure of the Gemara, right? So the structure of the Gemara is, uh, number one, there are different ways you can break it down. We'll break it down into seven basic moves. Okay. Seven moves that the, the Gemara does. Um, and there's a, there's a reason for it. Um, the, there's the first one is we'll call it a memra, um, which means someone said something. Now that is the equivalent of what's the first memra in the Chumash? Bereshit Baralukim, right? Yesh something from nothing. Every sugya, you have to keep this in your mind, every sugya begins with a spark, begins with a chiddush, an original statement. Something is never... Every sugya? Sugya is, is what again? It's like a section? A, a Any section, a subsection, okay. mega section, uh, topic, anything, the I beginning of everything is always a chiddush. Right. Just like in the Chumash. I never thought about that. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, right? That's the beginning. If, if there's no if, if there's if, if there's no chiddush, it's not a beginning. Once there's a chiddush, a chiddush, hachodesh hazelachem, hachiddush hazelachem. When we left Mitzrayim, Hashem opened up new horizons. Boom! Now it's a whole new world. Hmm. Now you have to start trying to figure it out. Right? Um, my separations. Until there was... The Maisabracious, nothing to talk about. Once Hashem is Mechadish, this and that and the other thing, now we can start to work with it. We can start to, to try to figure it out, right? So the Baracious, Bara Elohim, Baracious in the beginning is always Bara Elohim, is always a Chiddush. It's always that, a creation. The really beginning okay. is a creation. And that's what a Mamra is. A Mamra is a creation. A memory is someone saying something that if you didn't create it, we would not have had it. So, what we're saying is that Gracious Bar Elohim is an example of a memory. It's not an example, it's the archetype. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it it's the archetype. Like, but it seems, but the, so that's what I was going to say. That would be the second part. It seems like it's both. No? Well, archetype is all, or you, uh, an archetype can always be. Uh, set as an example, but that, uh, it's a, that's a tremendous devaluation of the archetype. This is the source of all memories. Mm-hmm. This is w- 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 the the beginning is a chiddush, and just like in the chumash, Boratius is a bara. Mm-hmm. In the beginning is a creation. A creation is a means a chiddush, something that was not until now. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't have to necessarily be a chiddush yesh like a you know that it's not coming out of nowhere, but it can't be a naturally foregone conclusion. It can't just be domino falling, you know, f- falling down, down, down. Right? It, it can't be that mm-hmm. because if that would be the case, then guess what? I wouldn't need the memra, right? So memra is. 
someone cre- being a creator, voracious in the beginning, Baralokim. Okay, that's a memra. And the truth is, to a certain extent, okay, so that, that's that's one. So the the Elohim is the a creator, the creator. A, a, a powerful Elohim is a language of of uh, of of one who wields power. Okay, which means he has a power that the rest of us don't. That power could be a, a tradition he has. That power could be a prophecy that he had. That power could be a svara, a, a very deep thought that he had but in one way or another he is a powerful being who brings into the world something that was not here until now mm-hmm. that's Bereshit Baralokim that's the Memra okay? Bereshit Baralokim um, and, that, and that one is by itself now we're going to have three pairs follow it pairs, the reason why they're pairs is because it's a question answer. It's a back and forth. Okay. Right? So, three of them are, we'll just say them quickly Shaila, Chuva. Shaila is a request for information. Chuva is a response, providing information that was requested. Um, Kasha Teretz, which is a difficulty that's pointed out with what's happening, and a Teretz, a resolution of that difficulty, and a Stira, or potentially a Raya, Stira slash Raya, and the response to that is a Dechia. We'll discuss all those by the Okay, so those are the seven. So again, Memra, which is always in the beginning because it's voracious, and it's always a chiddush. It's a bria. It's a creation by the Baal Hamemra, by the Elokim, by the powerful one, voracious Bar Elokim, and then that's going to be followed by. Now that's always going to be followed by one of the three things. It's either going to be followed by a Shaila. Akasha or Astira slash Raya. Right? And those are always going to be followed by what? Chuva, Teretz, or Dechia. Perfect. Chuva, Teretz, or Dechia. Exactly. And that is where we want the Sugya to stop. We always expect the Sugya to stop at a either a tshuva, a teretz, or a dechia. Potentially, it could end with a raya. That's, right, if I brought a raya, okay, that's also good. Because the maimra survived. Now, every once in a while, a maimra will actually be killed, will actually be shut down, right? It's a creation that didn't survive. It was a chiddush, that was in conflict with too much else. Right? Okay. And it didn't survive. So then, that sugya would end with a tragedy. That's a, tragi- that's a tragic end. Right? Okay. And it would end with a, let's say, a stira 
or, um, or, or, or a bunch of caches. Now, why did I say a steer or a bunch of caches? Because one steer is enough to kill a chiddush. Remember, our main is a chiddush. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, I, if I present a stira, means a point-blank contradiction. And that's the end of it. So you can't survive. Point-blank contradiction with a source which doesn't allow you to survive. I mean, if it would be a stira with uh, contemporaries, you say, okay, listen, that's what he thinks. Good for him, I disagree. It's not called a stira. A stira means that you're contradicting a source that you're not allowed to contradict. Right? Mm-hmm. So then, that would, that would kill the Chiddush. Kill the Memra. Okay, that would be very tragic. We, 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 we expect, being that, uh, it's an Elohim who is creating the Bria, mm-hmm. voracious Bara Elohim. It's someone powerful mm-hmm. who is creating this Chiddush. The expectation is that he's not going to create it for naught. That he's, that he's not going to just create something that's going to end up getting shot down. It happens every once in a while, but that's a tragedy. Right? Something bad happened there. Like, what, what, what happened? Well, yeah, so, like, the whole, so in the end, we don't have a chiddush. Right? Okay, it's not, uh, not saying we have to avoid all costs, but you're saying that that's like a... Usually, you know... You, uh, a, a sugya will flow to, towards some sort of a conclusion, at least, at least, to come to a situation where the the bala memra stood his ground, even if we won't accept him. Mm-hmm. But he has a place to stand. Means mm-hmm. he managed to defend himself from all of our caches. Now we lahalacha might feel there were too many caches asked on him, and the answers were not strong enough. Right, so the we might not accept the Memra, but but at least he managed to withstand the ground. Whereas if he you know, was was like you know, steers brought against him, and he, and he, uh, one steer and then act him out, or a bunch of caches that he couldn't answer, so then it would be it would be um, you know, it, it, that's that would be a little bit difficult because he is a chacham. He, you know, the expectation is before he brought this chiddush into the world, he thought it through and he analyzed whether it was going to work out or not. Right? Okay. Um, now, I want to point out something fascinating. Um, can I clarify or do you want to talk? To you want to clarify? We can clarify. So, the, if the if a steer is brought up Right after the Mamra, then there there will be additional arguments after that. Like the only like thing that they can follow a stira is a dechia. Uh, what is, you, did you translate that? What is that? Pushing. Well, we, we we just we just translate it right now. We haven't yet gone into what it is. Dechia okay. uh, means to be to push to push away to be docha. Something. Oh, okay. Uh, so, pu- so pushing away the stira. Yes. Uh-huh. But after that, it will. Now, after that, we could, theoretically, this we could stop. Uh-huh. It mean, doesn't have to continue. But it will go. If it, if it does continue, it will continue with one of three possible moves. 
either a shaila. After the dechia, there can be a shaila and a kasha. A kasha or a stir. A stir, yeah. Uh-huh. Or alternatively, the equivalent of a stir, but in the positive sense, is a raya. Yeah. Okay. A textual proof for what you're saying. Right? Or the opposite of a kasha, um, a positive kasha, it would be called a siwa, a support. It's not, it's not a raya, but it's a siwa. We're getting a little bit granular over here. We're getting into details already. Okay? We'll, we'll come back. We'll work through all seven of these bleed nether, brothers Hashem. But first, I just want to get the big picture. It's very interesting. To a certain extent, Chazal have a machlekes. How many books of the Torah there are? How many books of the Torah do you think there are? I assume five with the Chumash. Five. I'm talking about Chum. I'm talking about okay. the, the so Torah. Five. That's what we usually understand. But there's also an opinion that it's seven. Okay. Because one is broken up? Yeah, with the upside down nuns. Say for Bermidbar. Remember okay. that? Vayhidin Aaron Vayomer Moshe. Right. right, so th- those th- that little parsha over there is separated with upside down nuns. Mm-hmm. So then that then that gives us seven because now we have Bereshis, Shmos, Vayikra. That's three. The first part of Bemidbar is four. That little tiny one that's sur- surrounded by the two upside down nuns that's five. Mm-hmm. The rest of Sefer Bemidbar is six, and Sefer Dvorim that's seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And perhaps these seven moves that we're talking about correspond to the Chamesha Chumash Torah. If you think about it, Boratius is what? Is the, is the, the whole Chumash is, is a process of creation. So the whole thing is a Chidush. Mm-hmm. Then there is a, we could view Sefer Shmos as a Shiloh. Is there a God running the world or not? Is there someone in charge? Who is it? Who is who are the chosen people? Who who's going to be do? What's going on? We don't know anything. Shaila. The terrorists say for Vayikra means to say Vayikra is the result. That's it. We're happy. We can stop. You can't stop with Sefer Shmos. You can stop with Sefer Vayikra. Sefer Sorry. The third one would be chuba. that would be Chuva. That would be a response. <laughs> Answer is you know you do. So once I know there's a creator, we say good. What am I supposed to do about that? How am I supposed to respond to the Creator? Answer is, build a Mishkan and bring Karbonus. And serve Him. That's Sefer Vayikra. And, and technically, we could stop there. We have uh, a Memra, Shaila, and a Tshuva. Problem is, that afterwards, this was followed up with, now on a simple level, bring the Bach, speaks out, that afterwards, Sefer Bamidbar is the tragic Sefer, is the one that's full of, you can call them kashas or stiras, either one, country where the Jewish people are act in a contrary way to Hashem. The Jewish people, you know, uh, complain, they argue, they fight, right? And um, and and that breaks. That, that's that's a break. You can't end the chumash with Sefer Bamidbar. Right, so then the resolution to it all is safer dvarim. Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Okay, so guys, this is how it's going to be, and this is the and and we have a system that's going to work with this. And th- this is uh, this is uh, this is either the terrors or or the dhiya of that. 
And like we said, that, that theoretically, there, uh, potentially, there are seven Chumashim. So again, so then there would be that the first part of Bemidbar would be the, let's say, the Stira, then, then the upside, the little Parsha inside the upside down Nuns, which breaks up the Peronius. It breaks up all the terrible, tragic difficulties the Jewish people raised with their relationship to Hashem. So that would be like a teretz. Then afterwards we have a stira, and then and then we have a dchira or or whatever it is, resolution. Yeah. So just to show you, to just you know, we're trying to see the progression, the development that the entire history of humanity and the entire history of the chumash, and it follows the same progression as a sugya, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a shaklavataria and a gemara. We, have, we begin with Bereshit Bar Elokim, then we d- develop it either through Shaila, Kasha, or Stira, and then we we finish it off with either Chuva, Teretz, or Dhiya. Okay. It makes sense if, they, if the initial starting point of the Gemara or Sugiya would be the would be the Mamra anyway. Because that's already setting the, the tone. So, again, without that, you have nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing to work with. Nothing to talk about. Right? Every sugya is discussing a memra. Because that's that that's the chiddush. Okay. And the chiddush is changing our you know, the world as we knew it until now. So you're saying you need more than that to show that that's what the. Gemara, how the Gemara is really set up, or to how, how I guess how a sugya would be set up. I mean, you need more proof than the, simply the way that Beratius is shows that point. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but we, we you know, it, it lines up. Uh, it lines up quite powerfully. The, you know, whether you be as five or a seven, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent, Kasha and Stira can be collapsed. They're both aggressive attacks on the, just what Stira is a is a kill move. And the cash is just a slap, mm-hmm. right? So they're dealt with differently, which we're going to discuss soon, mm-hmm. but uh, but to a certain extent, they can be collapsed down to being one thing. In which case, it would be five moves in the Gemara, yeah. Uh, Memra, Shaila, Chuva, and then a Kasha or or Stira, and then the resolution of that. Okay, um, so let's just first see. Quickly, we'll look at the first. Uh, we'll look at the first Mishnah in in in, in Shas and Brachas, and we're going to try to look. So, so again, step number one is whenever you look at a Memra, and a Memra in the simplest way is going to be a Mishnah. A Mishnah is a cla- is is just yeah. There's a very classic Memra, right? Because the Mishnah is coming to tell you something, right? It's coming to tell you uh, a psak, and there is always going to be a chiddush, mm-hmm. right? It's a memra. It's coming to tell us a chiddush. That's why it's the beginning of everything. Once, once we drop that chiddush, then every you know uh, the, the, everyone goes wild and like we start. Trying it on and all the different things. Wait, but what about over here? How is this going to work over there? Oh, oh, oh. Well, you know, but what's, what's, what about this? Can you explain it? 
right? And that we're trying to work it out with our world understanding until now, until this Chiddush came along, right? So Chiddush, on the one hand, every Mamer must contain a Chiddush. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, the moment we hear the Chiddush, we're going to come at it with knives, right? We're going to attack it. Because, what do you mean? That's a, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that. That's a Chiddush. Mechitesi. Mehechi, Tesi. Mehechi means from where? Tesi. Is it brought? Where is it coming from? Right? So, so Memra always has this tension. It has to be a Chiddush. Because if it's not a Chiddush, then there's no need to say it. Right? On the other hand, if it's too far away from our preconceived notions until now, then it's not going to survive. If it's in clashing with everything we know. So it has to be, so, so the expectation is the Chiddush um, but and it makes us uncomfortable because we, we, we wouldn't have said it by ourselves, this, right? It's only because this very powerful person said it. Either he, he has a Svara or he has a Masora or he, he's a prophet, right? So that's why he's saying this. We wouldn't have said it. We actually would have assumed not like that. We would have assumed not like that. How do I know we would have assumed not like that? Because of the tradition of the first place. Because otherwise it wouldn't be a Chiddush. Right. If we would have assumed yes like that, then it wouldn't be a Chiddush, what he's saying. Right. So, we would have assumed not like that. But okay, but he's a powerful person, so we have to, we, so we have to reckon with it, we have to deal with it, we have to, see, we have to check and see if it's true or not, right? right. Uh, do Chiddushim... Is, is, the, is the perspective of the Chiddush without knowing... Like certain things later in Gemaras, or certain like certain other sources, like how, what what defines it being a, a chiddush? Yeah, you you and I may have a difficult time speci- uh, identifying it, but we have to know that it must be a chiddush. Right, in some way, okay. a memra must be a chiddush. Okay, it's bracious in the beginning. That's the memra. Bara, he's creating something over here. It's a yesh mein. It's a chiddush. There's mm-hmm. something going on over here that would not have happened otherwise. Okay. So, is it basically our job to figure out why it's a chiddush, or how? To, like, why other? Hundred percent. Basically, to determine like what it's the your job are. to figure out what is the chiddush, why is it a chiddush, to what extent is the chiddush, and obviously the Gemara is going to be doing the same thing, right? So you got to follow, but, but you but you have to be asking these questions so you can follow what the Gemara is doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, now, the Chiddush is usually going to be couched in a scenario. Okay. Right? The Chiddush will be a din, a certain ruling, a certain judgment. Now, that ruling may be explicit. Someone saying, Potter, Osir, Chayev, Mutter, Right? Um, kosher, the, or it could be implicit. For example, a Maisa Rav, a, a, a great rabbi, went and did something, which was surprising to us that he did. Whoa, really? He did that? But so from the fact that he did that, that is also a chiddush, right? It's no different than a memer. A memer can be a statement, right? Which can be a mishnah, 
It could be an Amoroic statement. It could be a Baraisa. It could be a Tosefta. It could be a conduct of a great man. It could be a Minhag. Right? You have a widespread Minhag. This is what people do. That they, that they were, would make Kiddush and Shul on Friday night. What was that? What does that mean? Asked the Gemara and Sachem, right? What was, so the Memra there is the Minig. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so there's got to be a Memra with a Kiddush to it. Right? And then we're going to do one of three things. Either a stereo raya, which is a textual either refutation or a textual support towards to the Chiddush, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and now I just gave you an important point, right? A stira or a raya is a textual proof or disproof of what's being said. It means I have a source which must be accepted as a legitimate source. It's a powerful source. It can't just be waved away. And it says explicitly either like or not like the Chiddush that's being talked about. But it has to be explicit. If it's not explicit, then it's not a raya. Then it falls into the category of a kasha or a siyua. Kasha is a difficulty or siyua is a support. Yeah, so... If I have a black and white, open, clear, textual contradiction to what you're saying, that's a stira. But if it's if I bring a source, and according to that source, it doesn't really make much sense what you're saying. It wouldn't work out easily, it wouldn't work out well, it wouldn't be good with the language. It, uh, one of many, many different difficulties that can be raised, that's already a kasha. Or the other way around. Oh, it makes this easier. Oh, it helps us to understand this. Oh, it helps us to explain that. That's a siwa. It's a support. So, a steer would be that somebody says it's it's mutter to to do action X, and then and and, and, and I bring you a mishnah, and I bring you a mishnah that says that it's also. Yeah. Okay. And the source has to, the source has to has to have authority over you. Okay. It means it has to be a source that. that you know, it can't just be someone else. Someone that you're going to say, "Well, okay, fine," but I disagree with him. Right? Right. It has to be, has to be someone that you, that you. So, if it would be say a Tana who is speaking, so the source to him would be the Chumash, right? Okay. So he says you can, you can uh, eat bread, and you don't have to bench. And you say, "What do you mean?" But the Torah says, "Vachalta v'svato v'rachta." That would be a stira. Okay. But for Akasha, it's it's Akasha is any difficulty. There's many, many any, anything that would make it difficult for us to accept what you're saying. But so they're they're not completely they're not trying to disprove. You're saying it's difficult to understand. Well, it, it, and and therefore it, it's difficult to accept, not to understand. It's difficult to accept what you're saying. Okay. So Akasha doesn't kill the Memra, but but it certainly hurts, and if you do enough of them, then it makes it less and less likely that we're, w- we're going to be willing to accept the Memor of the Halacha. Can you give an example of a kasha related to the bread? Or like, say, a benching or, or whatever, or say, what was the example you gave? Um, okay, so he, sa- so he said, so he said, 
that you you eat bread you don't have to binge. So we say, but what do you mean? But but it says in the Torah that it's very important to be a person who's makir tov, who appreciates good. Right? We know that uh, that the um, Ammonites and the and the Moavites are not allowed to convert to Yiddishkeit because they weren't makir tov. Right. Okay. So, the, so how so so how can you tell me that you're going to be eating and not thanking Hashem? That's that's a lack of a karsatov, which is a fundamental midah in Yiddishkeit. There will be a difficulty that I'm presenting. It doesn't automatic doesn't disprove the fact of what you're saying. That right. you know the guy says, well, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm going to say brain of hashes. I'm I'm telling you, I'm just saying that you don't have to bench. Right. Okay. Right. Or or whatever. Right. Or maybe maybe I'll be makirto. I'm not going to bench. In my heart, I'm going to very very grateful. Right. I mean, there's many ways out of akasha. So, akasha is not necessarily removing the, or disproving the entire concept or. Th- it doesn't disprove anything. Akasha makes it difficult to accept what you're saying. Right. But Sira, I guess uh, another way of asking my question is Sira is disproving the entire concept or, th- or or initial idea. Well, there's really only one idea. In, in, I mean. You could have a maimer presenting multiple chedushim at the same time, uh-huh. but ideally, but that would just be kind of like you know multiple things tucked into one, right? Mm-hmm. But ideally, a maimer has one chedush. Okay. You know, just for viewing it, right? boom, Barashas Baralukim, we have a chedush. Now, and we're saying this chedush is difficult to accept because it doesn't work well with a whole number of different things. Those would be kashas. Theory is that I have a authoritative source that says that this is not true. Okay. Okay? Um, so, so we were saying that every Memra, we presented it simply initially that it, that it has a Chiddush. But then now we have to nuance it a little bit and say that it, it has a Chiddush, but that Chiddush is, is within the context of a scenario, of a, of a situation, of a case. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be a presentation of a case followed by the rule. Okay. And the rule is the Chiddush. And so again, so the case is the person ate, he ate bread, but it wasn't from wheat, it was from rice. Mm-hmm. The rice bread. As a, so, and, then, and then the answer is, so he does not bench. Mm-hmm. It's rice bread. It's not. It's not. It's not one of the five grains, right? Mm-hmm. So the scenario is, a person ate to satiation rice bread, right? And the ruling is. Now, so far, there's no chiddush. Person ate rice bread. There's not a chiddush. No chiddush in that. The chiddush is that he's not chayven birkasamosim. That's the chiddush. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the ruling. So you always have to watch out and identify. And sometimes the case can be pretty long, and even the case sometimes may have some pre-existing rules as a part of the case. And you got to keep your eye on the ball and identify what's the case and what's the chiddush. Mm-hmm. Right? The chiddush may be only one particular part of what's being said. There's a whole lot of words being said. Mm-hmm. It's only one chiddush. Mm-hmm. And that's the point that we are going to be discussing mm-hmm. and not to lose it from the scenario 
Mm-hmm. So the, the, the Chiddush is what the Psak is, what the ruling is in a particular scenario. Okay. Yeah, so now we've broken down the Memra to two parts. The case and the law. And the Chiddush is the law. The case is the f- context, the framework within which the Chiddush happens. The case is the framework where the Chiddush happens? Within which the framework the, the Chiddush happens, exactly. So let's take a look at the first Mishnah in, in Brachos. Me'emasai korn as shma ba'arvin. Misha shakohanim sim lechol b'chumasim. This is about shma. About shma. Me'emasai, from when korn as shma do we read the shma ba'arvin in the evenings? Misha shakohanim from the time that the Kohanim, Nichnasim Lechol Bitchumasan, come in to eat their Chuma. Okay? So where is the case and where is the Chiddush? The case is from when to say the Shema in the evening. Exactly. And uh, that's the. And the, the and the ruling, which is the Chiddush. Right. The is the uh, from from when, the time of the Kohanim from the time from the time that the Kohanim bring uh, come in to eat their truma. Yeah, come in to eat their truma. Very good. Um, now, it's important to understand that as you see over here, the Tana is not beginning. He's not starting out from in a vacuum. He's starting talking to a person who already knows a lot. This Tana over here is talking to someone who knows, number one, there's a mitzvah to say Shema. This person also knows that there's a mitzvah in the evening to say Shema. Mm-hmm. This person also knows that there's a particular time when that has to happen. Implying that, you know, may aim aside, from when, means certain time before that, can't do it yet. Right? A certain time, that he also knows. The only thing he doesn't know is what that time is. And that's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is when. Okay? Now, so, so the... Framework, so the context within which this mission is taking place, let's take a look at the first Gemara over here. Let's we'll jump down to where the says Gemara. Keep going. More, 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 more. You'll see big, bold okay. letters as Gemara. Yeah. Um, Tana Heicha Koi Diktani Me'emasai. What, where is the 
Tana, the teacher, standing, Hecha, where? Koi, standing, Diktani, that he's teaching Me'emasai, that he's already going from where? What do you mean from where? I don't even know, says the Gemara, that there's even such a mitzvah yet. Where is he standing? He's already, star- he's already starting talking about when we haven't yet discussed the mitzvah of Kriyishma yet. Okay, so this is a kasha. Exactly. Um, now, he follows it up with a second kasha. You know, he's asking back to back. Vesu, and additionally, Maishna Detani Be'orovis Beresha. Why is it that we taught the evening Krishma initially? Listeni the Shachris Beresha. Let us instead teach the morning first. Obviously, this Kash is also not coming out of any, nowhere. He clearly has a preconceived notion that the morning should be put before evening, the Makshin, which we would have to investigate where is that preconceived notion coming from. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so now the Gemara answers. Tana akro koi. The Tana is standing on a verse. Tana, the teacher. A, A means an, kro, on top of a posuk, on a posuk, koi, he is standing. Or he's going, he's going on a posuk. Diksiv, b'shivtecha, uh, in your lying down. So we're going to be we discover that this is something that we're expecting people to know already. That person says Shema in the evening when he lies down. That was never the question. That's so he's coming off of the pasuk. So the point is that the Tan is assuming that you know pasukim. It's important to know. He's assuming that, you, that you're aware of what's written in the Torah. Because it's and the Mishnayas are going post that. Torah Shebaal Peh. Mishnayas is Torah Shebaal Peh. Mm-hmm. It's coming to help a person understand the Chumash. It's not coming to, te- to, to give you the Chumash to read. The Chumash you have. It's coming to add, elaborate, expand on the Chumash. So the Tana here already assumed that which is written in the Chumash. That you're saying, Kriyashma in the evening, that he's already assumed, and he's just already starting with, okay, but from when? Okay, so what I'm showing you is that the Memras are often lacking lots and lots of things. Right, Memras are not it's not like a Rambam who is taking you by the hand and explaining the concept to you from the beginning. You should know, number one, there's a mitzvah in the Torah called to say Krishna. And that mitzvah is both in the evening and in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's applicable to, you know, to, to, to all men above the age of 13, etc. And, and now, from when do you say it? Okay, the, the, the Rambam will get to it. Um, For example, 
this halacha of ours. So in the Rambam, it's going to appear Perk Aleph of Hilchas Krishma. Halacha Tes means the Rambam felt there were eight halachas that he taught prior to this, right? But that's not how that, that, that's not how Mamers work. Mamers are one chacham speaking to other chachamim. It's not a Rebbe speaking to a Talmud, teaching him. So then why would the Gemara ask the Pasha then? Um, the Gemara, I, I, I believe that the Gemara is doing this to teach us that this is the, this is the process. This is the very first Mishnah in the entire Shas. To explain essentially what you were saying, that the Gemara is not going to basically hold your hand. This is, it's not going to be straightforward. Right. Uh-huh. So the, uh, so the uh, in this case, a Mishnah. But the point is, well, it'll be straightforward. It's very straightforward. But the point is, it's going to be, it's only coming to say the Chiddush. Mm-hmm. Remember? It's only coming to say the Chiddush. It's not coming to give you a step-by-step, you know, um, gradual... Uh, teaching course, right? That's why people. That and this is this is one of the difficulties in learning shas in in, in, lear, in learning learning Gemara. Yeah, that th- this is the information is not being presented to you in a teaching format. It's it's a discussion that's taking place between chachamim, and the chachamim therefore the member is always cutting edge technology. It's he's coming. Everything is already all known. Everything except for this. And so he comes and he says this one little thing at the end. That's the chiddush. That's all he came to say. He just wanted to say the chiddush. Yeah, and everyone's going to attack him. They also know everything except for that chiddush. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to use all the commonly known information that's available to all of them, to fight back and forth over this Chiddush mm-hmm. that was presented. And so and now you, so if you've learned the Mishnah, so, this Masechta, so then you have some basic heck of some, so some basic uh, general vision of, of what's going on, so, you, so you're, you're, you're in decent shape. If you've learned the Mishnah of the entire Seder, in w- within which you're learning, you're in much better shape. If you learn Shisha Sidri Mishnah, you're in much better shape. And you learned all the, you know, all the whole Rambam, right? So you're going to have a lot of the context. If not, then part of the process of the exploration, learning the Gemara, is going to be picking up on some of the background that was not the Chiddush, but that was known to both the Tana or the Amora who said the Chiddush, and to those that are attacking him. Okay, so, so the point is, just because a chiddush to you doesn't mean that was a chiddush for him. That was, that was his chiddush, right? So we have to find always to keep our ball, to keep our eye on the ball of what are they arguing about, right? You have to identify what was his chiddush, how's it being challenged, how's it being supported, how's it being right altered? Maybe maybe we're changing our understanding of his chiddush, but that's that's what the sugi is about. Sugi is about the Chiddush of the Memra. Okay?
All right, Adkan for today. <laughs>